Welcome! You've decided to join me, Alex Davis, on the podcast, Apologetic Fun in 10. The purpose of this podcast is to help the listeners to learn to defend the truth of God's word against false teachings in our world today. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University, and I am thrilled to go on this journey with you. (laughs) Let's do it. Hey, today we have a great topic and I am thrilled to be talking to you about it. It is the topic as you see, can prayer be used as a tool to force God to grant prosperity? This is just a strange way of thinking, but I believe that people follow this belief pattern and this this way of thinking and way of practicing prayer. And this can be really damaging. This can be common among believers and non-believers. I'm sure you've encountered it and possibly you've believed it or you do believe it. So let's dive in. What does this mean? Well, if we look in this movement, we can see this specific teaching encompassed in what we could all encompassing the prosperity gospel movement. You can see this in a few teachers and it is a way of thinking that if I pray for specific things that I so desire, I can force God to grant me prosperity. I can force God to change his mind about what he was going to give me or allow for me, and I can force him to give me what I want. What I want. This is a way of thinking in treating God as one's genie. As I'm going to tell you, God, what I think is best for my life. I mean, doesn't scripture say that The heart plans the ways of one's life, but God determines their steps. The heart of man is always deceptive. And in this way of thinking, the person is saying that God does not know best, but man knows best. Man knows how their life should be. Apparently, man knows what tomorrow will hold and the rest of their lives will hold so they know what's best for their entire life and what's best is prosperity not suffering no 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 suffering but only prosperity that's all that one wants and one needs that's best for each individual that's this form of thinking and ideology so let's dive into what scripture says and what we can learn and how to defend this false teaching Well, my friends, what is prayer? If we are to pray, prayer should be the central avenue of conversation that God uses to transform us. It should be a conversation between us and our requests to God. Yet if we are sitting here with God in this stance and we are unwilling to change, we are abandoning what prayer is 
supposed to be and how it was practiced throughout the New Testament and Old Testament. Prayer should change us and change the attitudes of our heart as the word the word of God changes the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. So too, when we pray and we bring our requests to God, we should hope and have complete adoration to God that he's going to change us in the midst of prayer. Therefore, our own ideologies and thoughts and desires are not always what is best for us. Truly, just the, the closer we come to God's heartbeat, <laughs> the closer we become to God and see what he desires for us and our needs, the more we will desire what he wants for us. So it's not only the desires that he will grant that we have, but it's the desires that he cultivates in our hearts. The closer we get to him is that he will bring into fruition. We see throughout scripture multiple times when, you know, God, the scripture says, well, God remembered the Israelites, you know, through the requests of prayer. What we can know is that God never truly forgot them, but through prayer and his enjoyment and complete enthusiasm and joy of his people turning to his face again and remembering him, he so too was like, I will continue the work that I've done in you. He could never truly forget us because he remembers us and he remembers his promises. Doesn't mean he'd forget us. He could never forget us. We're his image bearers. We're, <laughs> he is constantly walking in us. His spirit abides within us. Therefore, when we pray with God, we truly get the opportunity to converse with the creator. We cannot force him to do anything. More so, he is changing our hearts. So what do pieces of scripture say about prayer that are defending against the false teaching that we can use prayer as a tool to force God into giving us prosperity? Well, we can see in a few pieces. We have Mark one thirty five, And in the morning, a great while before day, he rose and went out to a lonely place. And there he prayed. This is in Mark one thirty five, And this is Jesus's lifestyle. He went about and prayed a great while before the day and rose and went to a lonely place. It was a time where he got to spend time with the Lord. We know that he brought requests such as before he went to the cross, asking Lord to change his mind, asking his father, Lord, if it be your will, may you change that I don't have to do this painful feat. But it was in the Lord's will. And it was so too what God was calling Jesus to do for humanity. In Psalms 63, 1, Early will I seek thee. And truly, when the apostles were tempted to invest their energies in other important and necessary tools, they determined to, determined to give themselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word in Acts 6, 4. 
Truly, prayer was no little habit just tacked on to their lives, the disciples' lives. It was their lives. In prayer, one's efforts should be to allow their hearts and minds to be transformed into becoming more like Christ. A life lived in a continual pattern of walking in the spirit is what we're called to. We're called to walk in the spirit. We're called to bring every request to God. Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness after being baptized. And after those 40 days, he was hungry. (laughs) And he was in constant prayer. And then he was tempted. It is through those 40 days of fasting and prayer that he was equipped for ministry even more so. So too, it is with us. We are no little G gods, but we have an opportunity with the Holy Spirit within us to bring our needs to God. The spirit within us prompts us to pray, prompts us to be obedient. In Luke twenty two forty two, it says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Luke twenty two forty two. Our goal, guys, it is and should be to always think God's thoughts after him and allow our prideful hearts to know that we do not know best. We do not know best. And just look at Jesus's life. Was he only prosperous? <laughs> Was he only living comfortable? I mean, his birth wasn't comfortable. <laughs> Come on. Look at the disciples' lives. They were depending on other people around them to give them a place to sleep, a place to lay their head a place for a meal. Being a Christian, a Christ follower, does not mean that you're going to only have a prosperous, pain-free life. No, my friend, it will be far from that. Maybe you will have a beautiful home and praise Jesus for that. But that is not our goal of life. Our goal in life is to live for Christ, glorify him with our lives and be obedient to the Lord's calling and his will placed on us. Man, I just really love prayer. My love and adoration for prayer has deeply formed and changed over the 2021. And I'm thankful that I got to talk with you guys about it. If you have any specific questions about prayer in this particular false teaching, please reach out to me in the info of this episode. I have my email and any other resources that you'd like to dive into. I quoted a little bit from one of my favorite books, The Celebration of Discipline by Richard J. Foster. Definitely recommend. So guys, go defend the faith. Have fun. Dig into scripture. Happy 2022.